to the 5-8. This is what we do here. The 5-8, your Friday night hang. We take five of the week's most notable and newsworthy topics and spend eight minutes covering each one. Join me, Greg Oliar, and LB, Stephanie Koff, Friday nights, live, 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. It's the 5-8. Here's what went down on Friday. LB, how you doing? Well, <laughs> I've been going through it. Here's to you. Cheers. What are you doing tonight? We'll start there. This is a margarita. That is um, so rare for you. Well, you know, I don't know how to make them. Okay. And then, and lots of people sent me recipes, which is wonderful. And then I can't find them. And then I was in the supermarket in our town here and they have an aisle of mixers and they just make just margarita mix, which I'm happy to report is very good with just tequila in it. Um, so maybe I've been making this more complicated than it needs to be this whole time. And I feel really dumb, but this is fantastic. Nice and cold. Feels yeah. like, you know, should have a summery drink. What are you having? You just need good tequila, right? I'm just having tequila on the rocks with some lime. What I'm kind doing... of tequila? Well, uh, this is a uh, Casa Amigos Reposado, which is mm -hmm. like, it, that's my go-to. Um, so if I'm going to have it, but you know, if you're going to really do it, you got to do the Casa Azul. There's all kinds of amazing ones. Um, okay. But this is sort of the baseline of what I can, what I'm interested in sipping without the mix in it. Okay, that's fine. Not that this, I, I don't normally have a drink on the 5-8. I'm doing it tonight. Look, 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 look. Yeah. yeah you should have seen the other guy. Should have seen it. They're cutting things off of me. I got that Irish skin. It's time. I do this dermatology every time before the summer, make sure I'm all okay. And the, ah. so that's going on. Sorry, everybody, for the Band-Aid. And um, I did, I, I'm on no sleep. And uh, how yeah. much sleep, sir? Like none, like really none, almost or just like none. yes. None. Okay. If you go and do a sleep study, you're not going to sleep. And you can't. I can't. So I went and did a sleep study last night um, because I don't sleep well, and we're trying to get to the bottom of the sleeping so that I can rest, so that I can get my metabolism going, so I can have my vitality, all of this stuff. So I had to go do that. I tried to do the at-home one. It didn't work. Now we're like old people. We're talking about our health, right? Okay, oh. but wait, I have a question. Yes. When you say, just to clarify for the audience, when you say you did a sleep study, you have to, I think, make clear that you were not studying. You were the studied. No. I was a subject. Yeah. They put all kinds of things all over my head. I was going to take a picture that I thought, no, I don't want this picture to exist anywhere yeah. on any level, but I should have. You reminded me I should have. Because I am, a, you know, if if anybody wants to accuse me of being a mastermind of all the spy universe, I probably would need my Magneto things on my head picture with the yeah. cords coming up. So that was a missed opportunity for sure. Um, but anyway, so guys, you just don't sleep in the sleep clinic. I I, I, I don't know what kind of data they're going to get, but I guess they get d data. That's yeah, interesting. Data. Wow. She didn't sleep very well. Yeah. I could have told you that. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and there's a questioner after like, do you feel like you slept any better? Is it, was it the same? I'm like, yeah, about, I got about the same amount of sleep. Mm -hmm. So I was just more uncomfortable here. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's what, that's my lane. That's what I'm, that's my okay. engine tonight. I might yeah. get a little loopy. So, of course, I'm having tequila. It's going to be a good mix. We'll see It'll how be it good. 
It'll we'll be see good. How it turns out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, while you were doing that, I had my, I had my 21st wedding anniversary last night. So we went out to dinner, which is nice. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. How was it? What did you guys do? We just went out. We went out to a, a restaurant and had um, dinner. And then we went to the really good ice cream place and had like soft serve cones, which were fantastic. Like okay. a soft serve Swiss cone because it's in season now. So, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty well, great. This, it's the best time in New York when the soft serve. Well, happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, um Happy for you guys. Thank you. A couple yeah. of quick things up front, just announcements wise. Okay. Uh, after all that preamble about the format of the show, it's not going to be that kind of show. And that's why I haven't shown the banner yet because it's, it's, we have no guests tonight. So that's parts wrong. And also it's not, it's not uh, five topics, eight minutes each. It's going to be eight topics for five minutes each, which is why that's I waited right. to put the banner up. That's to right. Build the suspense. That's, that's what we have right. to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> This we we found that we can get through the show in in a quicker amount of time with more topics and no guest. Um, mostly because we enjoy our guests so much that we just like let the time go. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll try to check it out. Yeah, we're we're making it. We're gonna try to be on time tonight, guys. Uh, yeah. So this is what we're doing. So I think we should dive. Oh wait, right into it. Uh oh. If, before we do, real quick up front, because uh, this, this was trending on Twitter as, as I was preparing to go live here and, and oh. everyone's talking about Ivana's coffin right now. That's like trending. It's like a dot, it's a thing. So I, I just want to, I just want to say now, okay. um, if this winds up that they dig up that coffin and they find things there, um, it is, there is no simulation. We're all part of a movie called, um, Slenderman and the rise of the Magaverse. And that's, that's what's happening. I think. So. What did you call it? It's no, it's MAGA. He had a name for it. Magatopia. MAGA. No, he, Donald named know. Magaland today. He gave it a name, but it wasn't Magaland. He tried to make it a country. Oh, yeah. Um, Mag, it's not Magistan, although it should be. It yeah. should be Magistan. Okay, we're going to call it Magistan. That's Magitarian. It. I thought it was Magitarian. Magitarian something. We're going to go eat our. Yeah, listen, I, I saw someone do a tweet, tweet about it um, of just, it is like if you think about it, and I was going to do this at the end with one of our topics, but that they it, that it was okay with those three grown children that their father, the ex-husband, dumped her in a Magadonia, yeah, dumped her in a pauper's grave in the rough on his golf course. It really, it, it's it, it's appalling. It's appalling, and those kids are fine with that. And the very most generous reason why would be a tax write-off. It's like, so for Donald, a mm -hmm. tax write-off with her grave. Just, it does seem, it, it, it seems weird. It seems weird. All right, um, let's dive in. Yeah. Let's dive in. We'll come back to that. Back nine, Ozymandias. Okay, moving on. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. All right, so we're starting with, let me set the timer. Here we go, five minutes. Um, we're starting with Pride. Pride. Yay. Happy I Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. I brought it as many colors as I could. I, you know, I didn't have a rainbow or anything, but I was like, oh, I'm going to get every color in there. Yeah. So Happy Pride. Um, it, there's a lot to talk about here. I want you to kick off because I had a woman's name I wanted to talk about, and I just lost it. So I'm going to try okay. to find this article, but take us into this. What are your thoughts on it? Where we're at in this nation? Uh, yeah. I yeah. think there's a lot uh, of things to think about. I mean, first of all, we have to, we have to really 
give thanks in a sense that we're we're evolved enough as a society that we have pride at all as an event that we're celebrating um, the LGBTQ community, that it's okay for people to come out, that that our government for the most part has, you know, is now supporting it and has drifted towards supporting it in, you know, the last 20 years, certainly. And this is all like really great stuff and it hasn't happened in any place in a really long time. And it's, it's great. Um, so I think that's the first thing. And I, and, and I think it's, you know, the, the courage of, of people in this community historically to, to stand up for, you know, what they believe in and being themselves and, and demanding rights and all that, um, is something that we should be celebrating everybody, whether you're a part of that community or not, it's, you know, you either celebrate it or you admire it. And, and, you know, that, that's the first thing it's, it's now to the point where, um, it's so normalized, which it should be that all of these stores have, uh, you know, they just sell shit for pride month and we go five minutes already. You didn't, you, that's not, fair. no, no, that's my ding. Don't worry about that. That's okay. a different thing. Yeah. It's a different thing. Okay. That's a different um, ding. So we've got these stores and everybody sells this stuff, but target was the one that was targeted maybe because their name is target. And it, they thought what would be a good target, maybe target. So, um, you know, what's happening with these MAGA people, these alt, whatever you want to call them, they're fucking fascist Nazi assholes is what they are. Okay. They're, this is economic terrorism in a sense where they target a business and then they all go ape shit about it. And it really, you know, all, all the stores do this though. They pick one and they go in there and they're such dicks about it that they make the store change its policy, which is the absolute wrong thing to do. If you're that corporation, right. you know, don't negotiate with terrorists, but it serves to remind us that we're not out of the woods with this stuff yet. And any right that is given as the Supreme Court taught us can easily be taken away. And it's incumbent upon us, uh, especially us as allies to be vocal and fight for this cause. And, you know, yep. we have to, we have to make sure that everybody knows this is not a, a, a pride month for just one community. It's for everybody. And it's in the sense that, we allies support it and we're not going to um, tolerate people not supporting it. That's it. That's what that's it. Say. Well, yeah, and I think also we need to be active in more ways. And yeah. uh, one of the ways I wanted to draw everyone's attention to a woman named Sharon Slater. Uh, there's a lot that's been written about her uh, recently. And there are others. There's a whole slew of these folks. She's with Family Watch International. This is the evangelical group, amongst others, that WIT has been going over to Uganda, some of them as early as in terms of being report, the reporting, 2010, there was a huge article in the New York Times about this. These are the folks that have been going over to Uganda and getting the, uh, the uh, laws passed over there uh, or inspiring the laws to be passed over there where they can, uh, homosexuality is considered a, a massive crime, even to the point to where the death penalty is uh, being dolled out for, for, uh, for Ugandans who are uh, LGBTQ. So just, I think we gotta put a big spotlight on their names. I wanna pay attention to any lawyers that are attached to these groups that are in there sort of saying, oh no, we're protecting their, the rights of these groups while they're going internationally, both in this country and abroad and stripping the rights uh, from others to the point that we have massive human rights violations now happening uh, in this country and abroad. So Sharon Slater,
We've got a lot of researchers in here. We've got a lot of folks who go on Twitter. Sharon Slater. Look her up. Okay? Do your thing. Bring yeah. daylight. Bring these people into the light, not so they can just work in their little things of saying, no, we're going to cure gay or we've got a, you know, the disease of it. And when you start researching these groups, especially specifically around the groups that have been and the individuals going to Uganda, you're going to see that the language that's being used now, the very coordinated, weaponized uh, semantics, the propaganda that the right, that Ron DeSantis, that all of these fuckers are using right? To terrorize our gay community, our friends, our family, our neighbors, our citizens, American citizens, right? And strip them of their rights and terrorize them and push them out of states, this whole thing. They've been doing this. We know they've been doing that. People have been on that bandwagon for, for a long time, but they've been coordinated. They've had lawyers protecting them. They've been uh, taking actions, crafting bills for other and laws for other countries. This is hor hor horrible, just horrendous. I was just watching somebody say they're talking about sick, sick, sick people. Yes. Yes. Okay. In the yeah. comments. Okay, Sharon Slater, look at the companies, look at the organizations around these individuals and just start bringing them into the light. Jenny Cohen is great at this. Our girl, Gal Suburban is great at this. You know, stick, we need these, uh, these Christian terrorists to be exposed and embarrassed. If they're gonna go so far as to the stuff that they're doing, we need to at least name them and shame them. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. My, that, that's that's my contract. Yeah, it's not nobody. Nobody chooses to be gay, but people can choose to belong to some dipshit, idiotic religion like that that's filled with hate. You know, hate is a choice. Yes, and hate, and hate has one endpoint. Everyone, it's death. That you, yeah. you you stoke in there. They try to distance themselves now from the from the death march over in, in the nations where they've gone over and stirred up all this uh, hatred. They say, "Oh no, we didn't want. We didn't mean that." Uh, no, you mean that. You mean that. This is where it goes. It goes to people being shot and killed. That's where it goes. Yeah. So, enough. Enough with the, oh, we're innocent. No. Ugh. Okay, that's that. Happy Pride. Readout. <laughs> the readout. Here we go. Tara Reed. She's I know. out. She's out. Um, and she, She's out. For people who may not remember, because the 15 minutes were up really fucking fast here. Tara Reid was the was the woman who accused Biden of his sexual improprieties during the campaign, was almost immediately called out about it by a lot of different people. Yeah. Um, found money and resources to sue people. Like it was bad with what she tried to do. Right. She and was writing about Rush Putin. She had articles. <laughs> she was like a Putin fan. Yeah, that too. And yeah. um, so uh, I guess she's still around because I had not heard her name in a while, but she announced with her friend Maria Butina, that she is now defecting to Russia because the U.S. is too, I don't know, what, woke, doesn't believe her? I don't know why, but that's what she's doing. So, yeah. um, you know, Avuita Zane, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know how much there is to say. If it's not, it's it terribly obvious what it all was. There were <laughs> women involved in, at that timing, it was um, when she was trying to, like, Say, oh, Biden did that, that, that for me. And look, it, it's not that one party does, uh, you know, that it, it wasn't a, a partisan thing, right? She was an op. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we can identify that you're, you're, you are what you are. And there were uh, uh, women who were very 
involved and vocal around the Me Too and the Time's Up with authentic stories and with, you know, the the perpetrators there that needed to be called out, many, some of them criminals that are in jail still, that were, that, that also didn't jump on that um, Tara Reid thing. And they got, uh, a couple of them got really land blasted for that. And so, you know, kudos to those women who were just like, no, it's like, we can't, it, there also was this sort of benefit of Tara Reid uh, of, for the sort of fuckers, right, to tarnish and taint the Me Too thing, because it was like, well, you yeah. said believe all women, or why can't we believe this? It's like, uh, so it had many layers to it, the way yeah, she was, was used gross. and the way she allowed herself to be used. And it was uh, damaging at the time, I think, but I think enough people saw how, how bad it was. Um, and, you know, if it's not clear to everybody, like <laughs> what it was all about, I don't know how much, you know, she's, she's going to be hanging with Snowden. Maybe they'll do a, a podcast together. Like oh, that would be so great. That would be fun. Snow Reed. Yeah. Snow Uh, Reed. Snow Reed. And that was the thing with that guy too. Like all this bullshit with Edward Snowden. Yeah. At the end of the day, he went to Russia, guys. He (laughs) holed up at the airport that the fucking Russian mob owns for 45 days. You think he didn't do that? You think he didn't have permission to go there and give me a break? Yeah. That's where he wound up because that's who owns him. And if they, you know, and and now that's where she is and uh, good for her. Um, Please stay there, I guess is what I have to say. Just yeah, and no listen, need for you to come back. It's not totally fine. Back. Like, not to mention, that, like, let's not sweep under the rug the fact that she's going over and embracing a terror regime now. She is. You know, th- this, these are, this is a war criminal that she's uh, <laughs> seeking asylum from. A uh, massive war criminal in the moment, not yeah. in the past. And we're all debating it. Like right now, still killing women and children. Um, and civilians and and torturing people and abducting children. And it's, this is not of all the places to go and run to. If you're going to pick someplace, say, I need to get out of here. She's choosing a terrorist state. Yeah. And a war criminal. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. It's probably not, maybe, maybe her judgment ain't so hot. Maybe her judgment ain't so hot. And maybe she's been, um, you know, maybe she was a very useful Idiot. Ha. Could be. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Could be. She needs to go into UIA, I think. She needs to go into Useful yeah. Idiots Anonymous. I think that's yeah. a good place for her. I think that's yeah. a good place for her, too. All right. We have 45 yeah. seconds, but I don't want to talk about her anymore. Goodbye. Yeah, enough. Uh, enough for one, one more thing. Um, you know, just to, I, I feel like Julian Assange needs to be mentioned here, even though he, he chose to go to a, a basement in the Ecuadorian embassy rather than Moscow. Uh, you know, he released shit that got uh, gay people killed in Saudi Arabia and stuff. Like, he's bad. Yeah. So, you know, I know there's a uh, Julian Assange is a journalist. And yeah, yeah. Okay, Roger Waters, sit down. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it. You don't you don't release information that gets pe- innocent people killed. No. That's, you don't do that. Espionage is not whistleblowing. No. And being an intelligence front for surfacing the fruits of espionage is not publishing. <laughs> it's it not. Is not. It is not. Yeah. Yeah, they so, blocked me so early. Those WikiLeaks, they oh, blocked me. Like they hate me. Yeah, <laughs> that was a real badge of honor for me. I'm like, yeah. wow, look at you. No other journalist <laughs> would dare block me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Asshole. Okay, here we go. All right, go. number three. Yeah, document. <gasps> All right. Okay. Where to even begin with this? I. I you want to start? Well, I think like, you, you know, look. <laughs> 
So Donald, it looks, it appears that some of the documents that he took were the classified uh, war plan, right? Military strategy for how, if we had to get into a conflict with Iran, how we would go about that. Now, first of all, that's a product that a president requests. That's so I, he might have even requested that. Um, so that he could pass it off and let his buddies that he he built the little, you know, he laundered for the Iranian Revolutionary Guard with that Trump Baku, Ivanka's little project there. This is this is not up for debate, guys. Um, he did he did develop with the with that regime uh, a real estate project. Shout um, out Adam Davidson. Shout out to Adam Davidson for that. We've known that since what, 2017? Yeah. 2016, 2017. Um, and the Trump organization admitted to it. So uh, perhaps he was taking that material so that he could give it to his buddies um, and let them know, okay, this is how we would do it. You know, he would have to have requested it. I think that those were, uh, I think that that was, we'll, we'll find out whether that was um, strategy that was created for him during his uh, uh, tenure as president, or if it was from a prior administration. Just always remember this stuff you know, when it comes to intelligence product, it, it, the folks that generate that, they do it, they have one client with, that's requesting the product and that is the president of the United States. So, and the administration underneath him, but it's kind of coming from him. That's what the presidential daily brief is. That's what all of that stuff is. And why we hear about it is because that's the client for our intelligence community because he's the commander in chief. And if he says, I need to know about this, I need to know about that, I'm interested in this, this is what I think the threat matrix is, this is where I think our attention should be. It, that's how important the office of the presidency is. So Donald had those powers to ask for whatever he wanted. Um, and we have the most powerful intelligence agencies on the planet. They're incredibly good at what they do. And they could deliver a product for him at his request. So we'll find out whether this was a product at his request. The way that he talks about it is those are my things makes me think that's what that's in. That's where that's coming from as well. I asked for them and they gave it for me because I'm the client and that's da, da, da. even though, you know, they were drawing crayons on a, on a, you know, piece of paper for him because he couldn't really understand what they were telling him was how the world worked. Um, so in, in my and I, who am I, but just in sort of my estimation in terms of how, how, what I'm looking at and the folks that I talk to, it goes like this in terms of the pyramid of important and classified information. We've got nuclear codes, <laughs> those right. would be right at the top. And then right underneath that, military strategy, current military strategy for things like a hostile power that we might have to have a conflict with because that's if they had that information that's out in the wild this yeah. is how america would go about this is how our troops would be deployed this is the kind of systems that we set up this is how we would use our allies if we were gathering signals intelligence in the area all of that uh you don't want that out there that should not be in the wild right and then beneath that might be like you know nuclear technology and how we would you you know it's the, you know, how our, how our military, our very sophisticated military, and combined with our intelligence communities and the, and the capabilities of intelligence agencies that are uh, embodied within and embedded within the, the Defense Department, how they would go about staging something like we've got a, you know, we've got a conflict with Iran. It just doesn't get more sensitive to that than that. Uh, yeah. 
so that this is what he was bragging about saying he had, you know, whatever it was, it's very bad for him. One would hope one would think we'll see you guys. I still, I'm still not sure whether or not he is going to face any charges on these documents. Everybody I know thinks they're reading the tea leaves and you hear all these pundits saying, Oh no, no, it's very clear. He's going to, you know, they're going to indict him. I, I don't, I don't see that even it's a special counsel. I don't know. I'm going to have to see it. I'm sorry. And it's not because I don't think he's guilty of sin. He is. It's that I just don't see the, uh, you know, urgency, the urgency. Yeah. I don't see it. This is, if he was anybody else, oh my God, it, the second it was sniffed out that he had taken this stuff, um, he would have been, they would have come down on him like crazy. But, well, not anybody, not anybody else. Not if he was Kushner. Not if he was anyway, Kushner. Yeah, I don't it's, know. But it's, um, you know, it's Donald and it's our Justice Department and they're terrified of him. They are. So I don't know what to say. So quickly, I read, I read a column by Lucian Truscott, the fourth, who's, uh, pretty good with this stuff. And okay. he was talking, he was talking about all this declassify, you know, th these war contingency plans, which of course the military does all the time. That's their job is to, you know, they don't want to be caught flat footed. If something happens, they have to, okay, this is happening. Iran did this. What should we do here? You know, yeah. uh, do this. And um, so Millie, as the chairman of the joint chiefs would always sign off on whatever it was that was then given to the president. So yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that he authored it as much as he signed off on it. So, but still to your point, this is like our fucking military strategy. Like his primary job as president is to protect us. You don't give military strategy to the Iranians. Um, on the other hand, we may be living in a simulation and this is just season two of the diplomat. I'm not sure. We'll see how it goes. I haven't watched that yet. You tell me to do it. So I'm going to, I'm five, I'm five episodes in. I, I like it. Uh, we'll talk like about TV later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. Okay. Moving on. Oh, moving on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's time for, it's time for, uh, yeah. Do you want to set this up? Or do you well, you know, up? this week, because, um, uh, all of that was going on, uh, with both of us and how, how much we had put into the last few weeks. I was like, I said to Greg, I'm like, you know, this Chris Christie thing, <laughs> that he's jumping into the race. I seem to remember something. So we're creating a new little category of media here called The Vault. Go ahead and play that. Oh, okay. I thought you were you were reaching That's for it. That's it. No, no, okay. I didn't you're reaching for something else. That's no no no. Okay. I explained it in there. That's it. Yeah. This is oh this okay. You ever stopped and thought What's it like to be Chris Christie? What's it like to leave the governorship of New Jersey with a 9% approval rating? What's it like to close off a beach and just sit there like a beached whale in the sun in your beach chair with your family with no one around for miles? What's it like when that picture appears in memes everywhere and will for the end of time? What's it like to not like a mayor of a town in Northern Jersey and say, you know what, to fuck this guy, I'm going to close off three of the four on-ramps to the GWB just to screw this guy. What's it like when something like that happens? What's it like when you're involved with that and you let your underlings take the fall for it? What's it like when you can give your cell phone, which has like important information about Bridgegate to your lawyer, and he just kind of makes it disappear? 
What's it like when that lawyer then goes on to become the director of the FBI fucking eye? What's it like to be so close to Donald Trump, this great man, this great intellect, Donald Trump? I mean, what's it like to be that close to Donald Trump all the time to the point where you're helping him prep for the debate and he gives you fucking COVID? What's it like to sit in a hospital bed at Morristown Memorial Hospital occupying a ventilator that could have gone to somebody who wasn't in the room with Donald Trump who gave them COVID. What's it like to survive that? What's it like to be Chris Christie? What's it like to be considered for the vice presidency and then be like, nah, fuck you, because Jared doesn't like you because you put his father in jail? What's it like to be Chris Christie, to not even make it into the administration? Is it is it horrifying? What's it like? What's it like inside the psyche of this great man? What's it like? I want to know. Like, when the paparazzo come to take pictures of Chris Christie, what's that like to be so famous to be Chris Christie? Please tell us, CNN. Please. There's not enough Chris Christie coverage these days. You know, if there's one thing missing in my life, it's more Chris Christie. And thank God for CNN. Thank God for CNN for giving us all the Chris Christie we can handle and then some. So thanks, CNN. Thank you, Chris Christie. Oh my God, Chris Christie, Chris Christie, Chris Christie, Chris Christie, Chris Christie, Chris Christie, Chris Christie. Chris Christie. All right, you get the point. Fuck Chris Christie. I hope we never hear from him again. Okay, shout out Kanai Williams at MSW Media, who put that together like whenever that was. I totally forgot that that existed. So thank you. I know. <laughs> I was like, I loved it so much. It was my pick because you were like, Chris, 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 Chris. I'm like, oh. I went all I went all being John Malkovich at the end there. And by the way, I did not. I just rambled on that. I did not even anticipate. I could tell that you did, it, but it's um, but in the best Works. way. Like I could, I was like, Works. oh, he is just riffing this. Okay, yeah. so that's that. That's how we. That's that's as much time as we're going to give Chris Christie, right? That's it. Who? Yeah, exactly. I had forgotten, by the way, that that Trump gave him COVID. I mean, that's just you know, somebody needs to bring that up if he's in a debate. Somebody needs to just be like, "Hey, Trump gave you COVID. Sit down." Yeah, I know. You know. Well, you know, he does have that stinky diaper. I mean, that's all the reporting around it, and we know that Giuliani's farts gave Jenna Ellis COVID. So it's probably with some some kind of it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. These people can't bring their bathroom with them inside their suits. So you're gonna like you're gonna get something. Um, all right. I was seeing in the in the uh just while we were as soon as that went off, I saw someone say Chris Lick is out at CNN in the comments. Really? I'm not sure he's out. There's that uh I'm looking for it. Um, he did cede some executive control over because there's sort of diminishing confidence. Listen, I'm gonna take some credit for some of this. Of like pointing out that it was this rape joke because that that went you know that he set up a rape set that that went viral just the idea of this but there is this reporting in that I didn't see in Business Insider this is pretty recent CNN removed the words sexual abuse from a Chiron ahead of Trump Town Hall and that was in the Atlantic report mm. yeah the Atlantic report is is. Apparently, pretty. I did. I have not read it yet. I haven't read it either. Yeah, he was found um, liable for for sexual battery and assault. Yeah, Trump, yeah. not 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 Chris. Yeah. Lick. Not yeah. Chris. Yeah. Just to be clear, Chris, Chris Lick. Chris Lick had nothing to do with sexual assault, other than promoting the guy that did it. That's all. And That's thinking it was funny. Let's yeah, all have a good time with this. This is yeah. funny. Mm -hmm. Make sure the audience is there to laugh at it. Yeah, stack the nice. stack the bleachers. Okay. Yeah. Um. Is very upsetting. All right, here we go. All What's right. Next topic.
Sandbag. Oh, yeah. All right. Hit it. Hit it. Is timer on? Timer's on. The timer's on. Okay. Hey, Biden tripped over a sandbag, which is what happens when people trip on fucking sandbags when they're just on the ground where they shouldn't be. Thanks, Secret Service. Like, you know, yeah. and everybody on the Republican side is tripping over themselves. Oh, oh he's so old. Da, da, da. Like, no one's ever tripped before. And, uh, you know, before he was tripping on the bag, he was he was fucking pantsing Kevin McCarthy uh, in the, in those negotiations, which nobody thought would even work. And they did. And Biden was resolute about, no, we're not going to do the 14th Amendment stuff. We're not going to do the coin. We're going to ignore shit that Greg is telling me to do. No, I'm just going to do this the old school way and have it be bipartisan the way it's supposed to be. And he fucking did it. And it worked. Despite uh, you know the Matt Gates uh, crew of of MAGA, and despite the AOC crew of the fucking Democrats deciding that whatever their fucking principles are were more important than the entire global economy cratering, right? So uh, he did he it. So I think, yeah, he called the bluff. He called so the bluff. It, it worked. So congratulations to our president, Mr. You know Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just tripped over the jobs report. Because it was pretty big. <laughs> that was pretty big too. That was lots pretty of, big. Lots of big things in the Biden land. That's yeah. what pushes these MAGAs off. They're so small, the MAGAs. So small. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're in Magistan. So in Magistan, you don't really get uh yeah. you don't really get the correct information. Uh I you know, I don't I don't have much more to say about this other than well, it brought out all the it just brings out the all the same critters. It's just, ugh. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So, if you don't have them all blocked on Twitter, just get in there and block them or whatever a social media app you're on. You know, that's what yeah. I do. That's how I use these moments to increase my my block list. My yeah, that's 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 the thing to do. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about this though because um, sandbag is literally if if Biden falls and something happens to him, that's the only way that they have any chance of. Um, winning the next time, I believe. I think yeah. that the election is going to be about Biden's health, um, which clearly he's fine because if he's he ain't senile, he just did what he did. Right? That's the first thing. And he didn't break a hip, so no, he's. Right. I would have broken a hip, you know. He's, and I'm thirty years younger, twenty years younger. So. And he, um, they're going to make they're going to make it about his health, and they're going to make it about Kamala. They're gonna. They've been workshopping the Kamala attacks yeah. for fucking for you know for years now, and they're gonna really bring all that shit out. So I, I cannot stress enough how important it is to correct anyone's misconceptions about Kamala, whether it's um, you know whoever it is uh, th that has some ill opinion of her. Looking at you, mom. Whoever it is, uh, they need to be corrected about the record and and what she's capable of, because that's all the Republicans are going to be talking about. And the clown car of candidates that, that, <laughs> that, you know, Mike Pence is trying to be president. And and uh, I don't even know who, who's the other one that declared this week. Tim Scott might be. Pro who? Chris Christie. I, well, Chris Christie. Chris, Chris Christie. Christie. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's a joke. It's it's a poo-poo platter of actual poo-poo <laughs> is what it is. It is. And look, uh if Trump is the nominee, Biden will beat him. And if Trump is not the nominee, Trump will run as a third party and Biden will beat him. That's what's going to happen unless That's something happens to Biden. So put him in bubble wrap, 
light candles for him and move the fucking sandbags, Secret Service. Yeah, Secret Service. We are, we are continually disappointed in you. It, it's time to get your shit together. How about that? Yeah. 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 All right. Um, yeah, and stay loud. I think we're coming out with a theme for this episode of like, everybody just stay loud. You know, we'll, we'll do our little job every Friday mm -hmm. saying, talk about this, talk about that, talk about it this way, frame it that way, and just stay loud. Uh, you know, call these people out or ignore them. So that's another, you know, don't give the trolls a specific individual attention. Spotlight the people who are trying to do things in the dark. Uh, and somehow we'll find our way. You know, we'll we'll figure out how to make more noise than them. Because there's more of us. There's still more of us. Yep. <laughs> the numbers are still on our side. All right. That's that. One second. Bing, bing. Nice. We, we, we nailed it. We nailed that one. All right, next topic. What do we have here? Let's put the X in Paxton. Meaning, oh, okay. Get rid of this guy. He's really awful. I mean, he's so slitheringly corrupt. It's really, he's almost like a Harry Potter creature at this point. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he just transformed into some caco demon and slithered away forever. Like, he's really bad. Yeah, uh, he's not a supervillain like Elon Musk. That's a supervillain. Yeah. He is, I think you're right. He's some kind of chimera creature from a nightmarish mm -hmm. children's book, right? Yes. Like it's, like yeah. It's, that's what he is. So we're talking about uh, Paxton, the AG of Texas, who's been under indictment since 2015. Mm -hmm. You talked about him last week. Yeah. I made the comment of, I there's something going on. Yep something else going on here there was no reason to keep this guy there's there's all you have to do you don't even have to throw a rock you can throw a piece of open tissue and it will hit uh, any number of uh, <laughs> of white male uh hardcore trumper ready to do any kind of level of corruption in, in order to grab for power uh, political operatives in Texas. This is, it's, it's, it's most of the state. Now we know there's two and a half million people and votes, votes, so more people, because there's always more people than votes, um, that aren't that, that actually did vote for Biden, um, or at least were in Democratic strongholds within Texas, because Texas used to be very blue. Uh, decades ago. It's been hardcore. It just went from blue to hardcore red and it's never given up. And it looks like a good part of that is due to a lot of corruption um, with state officials and how they've just not just gerrymandered the state, but Ken Paxton, it is Ken, right? Or Paxton, it. Yep. Throwing out two and a half million votes. He admitted to this. Right. Well, I have it. Here's, here, here's the story on that. Okay. Thank yeah. you, Caleb. Okay. Republicans right. only care now because he screwed with them and stole money from them that didn't belong to him. It's about money. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. They don't yeah. like to pay for things right. uh, that, that they shouldn't pay for. Okay. Right. So they what now, but why did they keep him in there when it was this bad? Yeah. It's, 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 it's an open question. Um, yeah. So several things happened this week with, with Paxton. I love this story. I love that. It's, it's a story um, as you can tell. Uh, first of all, he, he did get impeached and now, and now they, they've, They've uh, named two very fancy and and old 
uh, Texas lawyers to preside over this impeachment. One of them is this guy named Harden, who always represented the, the sports figures that were any, in any sort of trouble. Like I'm reading, I'm like, I know who that guy is from the sports page. You know, I think it was like Roger Clemens lawyer, like 30 years ago when whatever oh, wow. that was. Okay. So uh, he, he's doing it. It's very like fancy. Okay. It's, it's, they're taking this very seriously. Ken Paxton's wife is a state Senator and will be casting a vote. Yay or nay on him which is interesting. Oh I mean, either way, it's good TV, right? I guess. <laughs> um, but then he went on Steve Bannon's podcast, Steve Bannon, who was convicted, but yeah, we're not going to ever send him to jail because, you know, why? Why would we do that? Why would someone convicted of a crime that carries jail time go to jail, LB? Why would we, why well, would we ever think that? Well, he apparently. We don't do anything about that. So. Well, I guess because his podcast is so good. Ah, yeah. Mm. Who knew you could just say, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. So yeah, Paxton, doing, you know. Paxton went on a podcast and he said, and th this is kind of the thing, Harris County, which is where Houston is, Houston, Texas, sent out or wanted to send out applications for mail-in ballots in 2020 for the election. Okay. Not mail-in ballots, applications for mail-in ballots so that if you were home and you wanted one, you could send this thing back. That's what they wanted to do. There are 2.4 million people living in Harris County, Texas, Paxton, as attorney general, sued and blocked this from happening because his thinking was, fuck it, a plague is not a good enough reason to, to you know, merit these mail-in ballots. People got to go to the polls. Uh, Texas, by the way, has the worst record. There was a study by, I forget what university it was. Uh, this is from a Newsweek article, by the way, that I read. Um, the worst, it's harder to vote in Texas than any other state. In, in the entire wow. union. Um, so that's what happened. Paxton on the show is spewing bullshit. I'm going to read this. I have to go to this screen. He says to Steve Bannon, quote, if we'd lost Harris County, Trump won by 620,000 votes in Texas. Harris County mail-in ballots that they wanted to send out were 2.5 million. Those were all illegal. And we were able to stop every one of them. Had we not done that, we would have been in the very same situation. We would have been on election day. I was watching on election night, and I knew when I saw it was happening in these other states, that would have been Texas. We would have been in the same boat. We would have been one of those battleground states that were counting votes in Harris County for three days, and Donald Trump would have lost the election. Texas. Whoa, in Texas. Well, he Which, did lose the election, but he would have lost nah. Texas. would have gone. Trump lost the election. Texas would have gone blue. It would have been... It, for Texas to go blue would have been an earthquake to the GOP, and it would have put, it just would have, so he thwarted that. Also, there was a governor race going on then. This is, again, why yeah. I keep saying something's going on between Greg Abbott and Paxton, and something is happening there. Um, Absolutely. And the other guy, too, Dan Patrick. But again, he yeah. did not throw votes out. There were no votes that were sent out. It was applications for mail-in ballots. Applications. Okay, so when he's saying that. this on Bannon, part of it is him being blustery and trying to be like, he's basically going on there and saying, hi, Donald Trump, I helped you. Hi, Donald Trump, I'm under federal indictment. Please give me a pardon and think about that. Look at what I did for you in Texas. That's how I read it, okay? That's probably a pretty accurate read. That sounds yeah. good to me. That's that's my reading. Did the, okay. did the buzzer buzz? Are we done with this asshole? It buzzed. We're done with this asshole. Yay. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. What's next? Brain chips. Oh, which one? 
I see. It's like so. Now I know. Remind me, because you you, I, you were you were at the sleep clinic, and I know what they did when you were at the sleep clinic. The FDA approved this. Be honest with the audience, LB. You let them put a Neuralink Elon Musk brain chip in your brain. Yeah. Well, how else could I control all of China, all of America for China, Israel, the Kremlin, you know, and uh, and Harvey Weinstein? I, there's no other way I could control everything for those for my benefactors if, unless I have a Neuralink. Um, yeah, I did. So they approved this. They, the FDA approved this. I, I, I'm I'm a little in shock for it. <laughs> Did I make you giggle? Um, the whole thing is ridiculous. I know. I because know. it's like this, okay? Tesla, explode. SpaceX, explode. Neuralink in my fucking brain? I mean, there's, there is a trend here of things blowing the fuck up. Yeah. So I wouldn't let Elon Musk, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't let him put anything. I, I wouldn't let him put a hundred dollar bill in my pocket, let alone yeah. a chip in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I'm so sorry, everybody. There's so many things buzzing on my phone. <laughs> it's a little crazy tonight. I'm so sorry. This is what happens. Um, yeah. I, I, I have this sort of thing where it's um, look, you know, Writers are pretty good at these screenwriters, you know, make fun of us, make fun of Hollywood, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, novelists, right? We're sci fi fantasy. We're pretty good at creatively kind of seeing where things can go. We look at stuff that's happening, we imagine an outcome, and we put characters in it and we create a whole scenario. I, we've been pretty on point and pretty good with a lot of a lot of projections. There was even a point where there was, you know, uh, there was that movie about okay, they're just going to keep blowing up the World Trade Center and like this is da da da, and to the degree to the point to where, and it wasn't because there was you know a, a crazy you know international spy agencies running Hollywood. It's it's just like a writer came up with this thing could, could kind of see it to the point to where the National Security Agency after 9-11 was like, wow, okay, maybe we need to be have more creative minds in here to sort of predict and see how things are going to go and literally hired the guy who was the head of Imagineering uh, at the time to come and help them. It didn't work out. It's not a good, it wasn't a good cultural fit, but the, even our, even the most in introverted, right? <laughs> Folks that work for our government recognize, yeah, maybe writers can kind of see stuff and imagine stuff. I don't know. Somebody's going to have to help me figure out where it is in any writing where it works out okay to have, to put a chip in your brain. Where does that work out okay? How does that not lead to something apocalyptic, to some kind of fall of humanity? Do something horrendous, some kind of massive takeover. Please, somebody point to me where this is a good thing. I, I just. It was our planet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't trust. I don't trust this at all. Um, but I mean, I, I'm interested in why the FDA thought that they could go ahead and approve it. Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I, I this shit's coming down the pike. And maybe we're in a situation where it's just we're all Luddites and we're afraid of the new technology. And in, in a way that, you know, um, uh, you know, certain Bedouin tribes didn't like cameras. Right. When they were first. Saying, 
and, and maybe it's like that kind of thing. Um, and it would be cool to have a thing in my brain where I could just go like this and suddenly understand a foreign language. If I, if I was in Tokyo and I could just click something in my brain, I could read all the signs. That would be really cool and useful. And I could see how that maybe is something coming down the pike. Elon Musk is not going to do that. He's no. not going to do that. He's going to Elizabeth mm -hmm. Holmes this shit. And he's a fucking, he's a bullshitter of the highest order. Yeah. And just because he has a fancy accent doesn't make the bullshit any less bullshitty. I know a South African accent is really good for like covering up the bullshit. But let me tell you, it doesn't, it's bullshit is bullshit. No matter what side of the equator you're on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know about this Neuralink. I don't, I'm sorry. It, 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 the, the whole thing. Um, I, it just, it's just, it does feel very Elizabeth Holmes. It does feel like a scam. So yeah. maybe it'll turn into like this thing. It's just some big bullshitty scam. Probably. Um, Probably. Okay. It's time for announcements. Oh my God. We made it to announcements. We okay. made it to announcements. I'm still yeah. awake. Let me have um, a you, I knew you'd be fine. Like, I, I want everybody to know, like, half an hour before you were like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't know how I can even talk. I'm like, you'll be fine. No, I, look, look at you. You're, uh, you're, 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 um, you know, in the moment, you're uh, like a basketball player that's just going to go out on the bum ankle and, and score 20 points. That's what you're going to do. That's a nice compliment for me. You're you. a gamer, you know, you're, you're a trooper. That's nice. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. No, that's true. I'll you're going to bring that. it. Yeah. All right, everybody. I'm here. All right. What are, pale, you know? what are our announcements? Okay, first of all, our friend Zarina Zabriskie, there's a, there's a film uh, about Ukraine um, John Sweeney made. She was par participated in it, and for the life of me, I can't remember the title. That's coming. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll put it in my, in my prevail on Sunday and boost it so um, everybody can find out about that. I know there's a, there's a, a premiere um, in Los Angeles, I believe, um, later yeah. in June, not far. I think it's on the 14th, I want to say. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that she's doing it, and I believe Heidi... Uh, Kuda is also involved with that uh, premiere. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be, if you're in LA, I think that'll be a really fun uh, night out. Um, I wish I was there for that. We really, I would go. Um, and I think there's also one in San Francisco. So that's, uh, you know, okay. there's that, um, you know, and I just want to boost the old, my old podcast, my prevail. I had, uh, I had Rachel Slade on today. It was a lot of fun. Yes. It's actually great, great pod today. I, I was able to like, cause I couldn't quite, it's like I'm listening. <laughs> So I'm like trying to catch up on sleep and not get, not getting there. Um, so Rachel Slade is, we got to have her on. She's just so fantastic. Yeah, and I love and, her. She's great. Yeah. Um, just big fan of everything she does. And I love the whole message of, of that sort of like, we've got to make things again. And I think we're starting to make things again. Um, doing that means we also have to protect labor. Um, so yeah. here we are. Um, I haven't given many, uh, strike updates, you guys. It's just this tremendous amount going on, and there's not there's not anything to update. We're still on strike, um, but just please support us. Go to the WJ uh, website. There's all kinds of places where you can keep supporting the writers. People are getting cool and creative. Like there's bike, you know, writers on bikes now, and they're going from one studio to the next. And like you know, so you know, everyone's out there still doing it, still strong, keeping our our. Uh, in, uh, intent of keeping our union together not letting this union get broken it's not going to be there's stuff coming down the pipeline of you know we've got two other unions now that are facing their contract negotiations coming up there's been every indication of support from them especially sag uh you know has been 
very vocal. Uh, SAG leadership has come out very vocally and said, no, we are, you know, we just come first. Like our, our contracts up first, the writers, but writers are also the ones that are like, we know we're like, cause we're where we are in the development process, even on a project by project basis, you know, writers start work and maybe seven years later, an actor gets involved. So we're, we're early bird on everything. You know, mm -hmm. everything starts with a page and our contracts come up first and we see the writing on the wall before anybody else. And we're like, holy shit, we've got to get our arms around this and we've got to fight. Um, and it's something I think we've brought this up before and Greg, you've pointed this out before that, you know, these are issues that everyone's going to be facing as a worker. And where there's a union, where we have this sort of mass division of wealth between the ex what the executives take and what the workers are able to, the meager amounts we're able to get. So wonderful. We've had a great jobs report. Wonderful that unemployment is down at like a record 50, 60 year uh, low and staying there. All of that is wonder wonderful. We need the wages to come up. We yeah. still have to be able to afford to live here. And, you know, and for us, for writers, the way our schedule works and the way we get, especially for television, I'm not necessarily a TV writer, but I've written in some TV, but especially for TV writers, you know, the way the whole industry is evolving now to only have eight episodes a year that you're writing on. Think about that, you guys, where you used to have 30, right? It used to, it's, that's, it's not like you're paid more per episode. They're just giving you less episodes to earn on you know less it's less work it's feels like it's the same amount of work because you get taken out of the marketplace you can't compete you can't go work on you know multiple shows half the time so um all of this stuff all of this focus on labor focus on the worker focus on unions where we have unions i feel like this is a big big thing for the upcoming elections as well i think every politician that is calling themselves a progressive politician needs to put that front and center. Um, we need better pay. We need security in our jobs. We need these things. Um, industry by industry sector. We just need it. So thanks for supporting us. <laughs> Keep supporting us. Um, uh, we need it. We need it. And we're, we're there to support you guys. It's fine. It's fine for us to take. It's, it is a luxury to be able to write for a living. It's a wonderful thing. It's a lot of hard work, but it's a wonderful, wonderful job. It does feel like Christmas every day. So happy to be out in front of as, what is that thing? The icebreaker, the ships that break the ice as they go happy to be happy to be at the tip of the spear. Um, you know, every writer is, we are. You're not just reading the writing on the wall. You're writing the writing on the wall. We're writing the writing on the wall. We're writing the wall. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be a wall if we weren't writing it. So, um, yeah. So that's my update on all that. Yay. Yay. Still on strike. Good. Good. Yeah. Obviously <laughs> big, big up, up the union. I say. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, only, the, only benefit, asshole, yeah. This. the one benefit is I do have, I have a project that I, I think I told you guys about that was a union project. I only write union and, um, it was, even though it's a podcast, and all this sort of work has been coming in recently because uh, they keep me informed about it, my producing partner, of stuff. And I'm like, I'm not even opening the emails because I can't. So that's actually felt kind of nice <laughs> to not have to email people and get back to me. Like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm yeah. sorry. But I'm not going to give you any any bit of my brain power on any of that because that would be violating the strike. Good for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk to the hand. Yeah, that's talk that's to what the we hand. Do. 
Yeah. It's it, it's true. It, it every day is like Christmas, and I fucking hate Christmas. So that. <laughs> yeah, we get to be grouchy about it for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just making a joke. I'm not. I'm not in the union, you know. But I would be. You're, not, you're I, a novelist. You know, we it. should bring novelists in. We should. Yeah. You know. The enormous economic power of novelists like me and Jim Comey. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <gasps> oh my gosh what's look, going on look at what happened i got a we got a surprise visit what did you do honey hi hi how's it going like too much food is you i you know yes <laughs> oh my gosh yay thank yeah. you oh that's a surprise visit surprise that's a surprise what? visit that now yeah. we have a guest. Good. Now we have a guest. <laughs> Thanks, Rosanna. Oh my God, Rosanna, you smell so good. She always smells so good. I just got a whiff of her of her uh, perfume. Just oh. that's another thing yeah. that the that the mental the chip in the brain will let you do. I'll be able to smell the whole thing. The whole olfactory senses will be stimulated using the chip in the brain. I don't need the chip. I got a nose. Yeah. You've okay. got a chip. Oh, they gave it to you at the. There, there's no sleep clinic. That, that sounds made up to me. <laughs> sleep clinic. Okay. Yeah, sleep clinic. Oh my gosh, was that a? It's so horrible here, though. I can't believe you're in this mess. It's okay, really things are happening. Here. It's cool downstairs. Though, right? I said it's really horrible here. Yeah. Oh, Ty, come here. Stay She's with me. moving. Oh my god. I okay. went to this really yummy Italian restaurant. And bought lots of. Where'd you go? Pasta. Oh, I love pasta. Oh, good game. Okay, okay. What are we talking about? Stay hang out with us. We're, we're talking about. Do you have anything you want? Do you want you want us uh, sound off on? You have anything, anything driving you nuts? You have any announcements? AI is the antichrist. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> it's there to. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. For maybe for medical is great, right? But at this point, we're, uh, you know, for artists, talk about controlling the narrative. You know, that yeah. just feels like it's it's there to. To destroy uh, the revolutionary art form of, you know, being able to speak out and art can create change in in our culture, and it seems to be something that they can come in. I mean, AI will never have a soul, and that's it. So yeah. we're just all going to have to go back to being vinyl ourselves. We're just going to go, and there's going to be communities of making art, um, like we have all, you know, love our vinyl. That's what it's going to become. That. We're going to be vinyl. I'm going to prevail is going to be a zine. Okay. That's like, <laughs> we're going to be vinyl and we're going to, we're all, and there's a huge, 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 uh, many, many record, you know, vinyl collections of us all to make art in the world, no matter how, how they try it. Um, well, that's the, that's a problem. That's a problem. Not that. <laughs> Not them. <laughs> we have to remember them as we'll figure it no, out. We're never going to let them collect We're never going to let them collect us. Okay, come in. Okay. Come in here. Come here. It reminds little, me of. Little, little. Yeah. I, was Let's like, I, I look gross here. No, no, you look fine. Okay. You look oh fine. Do you want, I don't know where the ottoman is. Like, where is the ottoman? Oh, tequila. Oh, good. I put orange in it. Mm. But you can have some. But I, I brought I a lot some. of fucking food. Excuse All right. Okay. We're going to get through this. Was be. No, I don't know. What? She Wasn't she coming? She's coming this weekend. Oh, yeah. I thought it was today. No, but she's on Didn't here. You she's say coming bring up. food. 
Yeah, but I didn't pay. I didn't pay tonight. Said, I was like, the I one thing I, I could do, do she's like, what can I, I do? Bring it. Okay, I but this was, is good. I thought it was tonight. Okay, That's we're going to have to. My computer. She's, anyway, we have to call her. She's going to have to come here. All right. Tell her to come here because there's a lot of food here. Okay. Tell her. Party at LB's house, clearly. Um, Party at my house. Party at my house. Uh, All right. We're going to set the timer. We're on a five minute instead of eight minutes. So it goes fast. All right. Here we go. Let's get into this. The lasso way. The lasso way. Quickly, I want to talk about the AI thing for an art for one second, (laughs) which is uh, there's like this perfection aspect to it that's really boring, I think. Like, I don't like the the AI renderings of people that are now like on Twitter and the avatars. And it's just like it takes it, it, it removes all the imperfections. There was this great uh, documentary movie years ago called uh, Beautiful Losers. And there was an artist in there that they focused on. And she died a long time ago. Um, she died young. But part of her whole like kind of philosophy was that, the, you know, the imperfections are what make the art. She made all these signs. That was part of her thing. And she painted them by hand. But they were all like when you got close to them, you could see that there were slight imperfections in them. And that was what made them so great. I, I feel like that's the thing that's going to be missing in AI. Of course, AI will maybe will figure this out and create imperfections. But it's, you know, it's interesting to chart like, you know, art and perfection in terms of representation. I'm talking about visual art now. Yeah, yeah. Like that, you know, there was a time when when you were a painter and you're able to really render a perfect, flawless representation of a person that was considered whatever. Now that's not as important. It's more of a you know, yes, you can do that, but what do you do with that power? You know, well, it's also like it's not look, it's a tool for artists to use. So, hopefully, if an artist is using it, I think you can kind of see the difference. Um, I've seen some of the things, hopefully, that'll be that. It'll be maybe just a tool, but I don't want to lose the point of view of some of somebody else. I don't want something that's just without a point of view. So, um, you know, I, especially in the visual arts. So, yeah. and especially in the written, it, it, also in written, it's like, you can, you can put the things in and train it, maybe a personality or something, but there's still not a point of view unless an individual, an artist, a creative is using it as a tool to express their point of view. Um, it, so I think it's going to be interesting, Greg. I, I, I yeah. it's going to be interesting. I, we have, as you said, it's coming, it's happening. We have no choice. So, um, we just have and to. I, for it. one, welcome our insect overlords. <laughs> you would remind them that our insect uh, overlords. Yeah. All right. Are you guys. I, I, do you want to take all that? Hang on one second, everybody. Do you want to take all that downstairs? Because it's like, I don't know about this. Is so chaotic here with all the, with all my. But I don't, I'm not trying to kick you out. I just. Yeah. I think it. No, no. We're, 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 we're yeah, almost done cool. anyway. We're, we're almost done. Great. This is actually a perfect vibe for tonight. It is. It's right. perfect. So I had already started it with the lasso way. Um, That's fine because I don't have. I don't have much to say. And again, we're not going to do any spoilers here. But if you don't, oh. if you hate talking about TV and you don't care, we'll see you next week. We'll see um, you next week. You can check out now because we're going to talk about Succession in a second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell so me about what Ted happened. Lasso. Is I don't watch it. Ted Lasso and and um, Succession both ended. Pretty much the series enders. There's some thinking that Lasso is going to continue in a different form. I'm not going to say any spoilers. How you know spinoffy in a way, but uh, it's getting a lot of guff. Ted Lasso is the season because of you know people are like oh, it's sappy and they're they're you know they're making the episodes a little bit longer and they're going into these directions. And I just wanted to say, just you know, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And there is a misconception um, 
that all art has to be like dour and sad and tragic. And it does not. And in fact, you know, it's way more difficult, I think, to write a happy song than a sad song. And creating something that brings joy is really fucking hard to do. And it always yeah. gets downplayed artistically. Like, oh, well, that's just a... But I feel like, you know, especially this season when it they, they really went into the characters and they would... Everybody they brought in, even a person that was in there for like a scene and had two lines was immediately memorable, immediately funny, immediately notable in some way. And you really felt like you knew all the people and you cared about them. And what the the through line of that show is that everybody on the show is trying to get better. They're trying to heal. You know, yeah. they're damaged, they're broken, and they're trying to feel better. And they're looking at this community to feel better. And, and they're able to varying degrees to do that. And, you know, one of the characters says towards the end, um, and I'm going to butcher the quote, but he says, um, you know, what we have to do is just ask for help when we need it. Be OK enough to accept the help and take the help and use it to try to make ourselves better and happier. And that's it. That's what it's all about. And it was really a, a, a wonderful moment. And everyone's just like, even on the screen, everyone's just like, yeah, you know, they made it so that everyone could be like what he said. And, um, you know, it's OK for things to be happy. It's okay. And there's so much bad shit in the world right now. I don't need another fucking show about people with guns chasing them down an alley or something. I don't need it. There doesn't need and the ending of a show like this doesn't have to have some twist and some, oh my God, that, you know, it's okay for it to just, you know, The Wire is the best show ever. And the end of The Wire is four minutes of just montage of them like kind of heading towards the next thing. Yeah, I'm not saying Ted Leo has the wire ending, but it's Ted more. It, it ain't the Sopranos ending. Let's put it this it way. And again, the wire is the best show ever. And I oh, will not accept goodness. any other. There is no argument to be made. We're going to have to pass that along. It was pretty spectacular for sure. Yeah. Okay. Right, well, I like that. And I feel like our community is kind of tapping in on that. Those themes of like, you know, let's just sort of find a space where we can be there for each other because we need that because it's mm -hmm. necessary. It's yeah. just necessary. And and you have to you have to take care of it. You have to nurture your community yourself and your community. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. No. Okay. I don't know if I'll start watching Ted Lasso, but that you're you're the closest person you, to get me. You don't have to. It's not and again, I'm not recommending, I'm just saying it wasn't for what it is, it's really, really fucking good. It's really well made, especially this season. I think Good. I think this was the best season. So how many were there? Four? Three, I think. I Three. Think this was the okay, short-lived. Everything's getting short-lived now. All right. Last topic. Look at what you figured out, Greg Oliar. <laughs> you have to wait an hour for the scroll to come through. Um <laughs> yeah, Roy Co. If you add an H and an N, it's Roy Cohn. All right, succession. <laughs> You know, listen, you guys have been on the succession ride with Greg and I. We always talk about it. We talk about the cliffhangers and season endings. This is what we do. Um, yeah. Boy, I have so many thoughts about it. Today, I told you this earlier. I, it was, you know, the TV's on in the background. I'm writing. My house is chaos. And I I thought I was on. It was on a chat. I said, oh, succession. I'll just have that in the background because I know how it goes. It helps me. And it was the Spanish language. I didn't channel. I didn't notice it. And they were, uh, you know, it was the voiceover dubbing. 
And these artists that are being the voices of the characters in Spanish, the Spanish speaking artists are incredible. I was, I highly enjoyed it. And it was a little different, um, but not, but all the core of it was still there. I don't speak Spanish. I had even the, the thing on the screen, it wasn't translating, but the Spanish words on the screen, because some of it I can kind of understand when I see it, not necessarily when I hear it. And um, I don't know, I, 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 I recommend it. It was spectacular, that whole ending scene. In the version that I did understand language-wise, um, you know, I, I, I do think, I know you're like The Wire is the best show ever. I, I might have to, I have to put this one up there with it. It might be a duel. Oh, um, it might on. be a full on duel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that it never lost sight of, uh, you know, it was very clear Jesse Armstrong knew where he was going. He knew what the end, he knew who was going to walk away with all this. He knew what he was writing. He wrote those siblings so purely. They could not get out of their sibling rival rivalry they couldn't get out of the dynamic of one another because in their family their father and themselves had replaced and collapsed love with power and you do that you're trapped so that's why they weren't serious people because they were set up to never be serious people they couldn't get out and it, so that fact that it came down to, even though they had that beautiful sibling moment where they, you could see them as children for the first time and how they must have been in their house, you know, when they were at, at their mom's on the island. I don't even know where that was, Jamaica or somewhere. And, um, and then they come back and they're back in the power. They're back in their father, out of the mother, back in the father, back in the power structure. And everybody literally ended up exactly where from the first scene of the first episode they were destined to end up that is so hard to pull off i, I just i'm in awe of the writing i'm in awe of the production quality i am in awe of these actors and their performances i just i can't say enough about that series i just i'm blown away by it i'm totally blown away by it and uh, you know and that kieran culkin that his oh. character is the one that broke my heart of all the characters, that his character is the one that just breaks your heart over and over and over again. What is a is a masterstroke? It's just masterful. So, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I love. I you know, yeah. I'm not gonna. It broke Jerry's heart too. You know, it did. It did, it did break. You can see her on the screen. Um, yeah, little J Smith, J Smith Cameron. Lover um, follows me. One on of my Twitter. favorite followers. So, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out um in hindsight I, again i i don't even want to say it because i don't want to spoil but people know people know by now right yeah yeah they've okay. checked out if they haven't go ahead right. say yeah no 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 i feel like there's a scene early on this season where carl is talking about how tom is not never going to get the job carl is the you know he, he's the guy from burn after reading and he's like yeah you're this and the only guy that really liked you is dead and blah 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 that's what they would say, the people that wouldn't want you. The minute that he said that monologue, we should have known, you know, that that was the, a clue. That was a tell, I think, because it was like, yeah, these are all the odds stacked against you. And that's, how, you know, that's how it goes. And yeah, 
Well, at the end of the day, Logan couldn't pick the siblings, and neither could the siblings. You know. Well, Logan was never going to pick the siblings. No, and neither, and the siblings are incapable. So. But he was never. Those men take it with them. They take it with them. You know, and when he he was he came to a point to where he, he, it was never going to be them. That was just the dynamic, the power collapsed with love dynamic in the family. And he benefited off of those kids tearing each other apart all the time because yeah. he got to then not be held accountable for not being a great dad because they're at each other's throats. Right. He didn't have to spend his time on them. He got them to go at each other in order to try to get his love. This is this is why, honestly, my husband is, was is he couldn't watch a lot of this because he has that dynamic in a, in a part of his family, and he's like, he would constantly say to me, turn to me, he goes, and like down to the French wife, like mm. it's like, are you sure this isn't based? I'm like, no, this is how they all are. This is it. This is how Lear was. This is why it's for centuries. This is what happens, right? Um, but these kind of guys, and even I love seeing Alexander Skarsgård's character. You finally saw him roar. And when did he go? Ah! When he could tell he was going to lose his yep. power. When his power was actually threatened, then he was ready to rip people's heads off. And you saw, oh, he does care about this. Because the rest of the time he was just like, yeah, I don't really care about this. I don't know. I'm just a troll, blah, blah, blah. And then, but it was like, as soon as he might've lost a little bit of power or that power structure was threatened for him, he wasn't going to be on top. Boy, heads were rolling. So Emma! that's how these megalomaniacs are. That's how they are. They just consume, right? It's all about them. And if it can't be all about them, if they're going to die or whatever, then it's it's about nobody. And that's why Roman, that great line is like, we're nothing. We're nothing. Because they mm -hmm. never were anything. Not to their dad. Not in that scenario. It was never yeah. going to be any of them. Um, and the only person it's going to be is the person who is the most servile. Yeah. The one who gets it, that it's never about me. It's always about the bigger ego. Yep. It's always about the power and you just serve the power. Yeah. You don't get to have it. It's a colorful way they phrase it in the show that we won't, we won't talk about here. This is a family show. We're not going to say what they We're not going to say it. Yeah. So say it was, I thought it was fantastic. Okay. Um, so, that's succession. Those are my thoughts on it. Okay. Any other thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, a couple things. Okay, Skarsgård was on the show. Hi. Um, so one of the great things is that Skarsgård, I mean, we've, we've all seen True Blood. You know, he's Eric. Skarsgård will always be Eric from True Blood in my brain. Yeah, okay. He, he's a sexy fucking guy. They managed to make him very unsexy. He is not, he's on the show. Like he's his character is gross. Actor. Yeah, he's, he's so good. He's good at everything he does, but he, yeah. he really ramped that up. Um, I want to say, I said this on the pod. I'm going to say it again. My wife pointed this out. Uh, Caroline on succession, the actress who plays her, um, that's the mother of, of, um, you know, Kendall and Shiv and Roman is also the mother of Rebecca on Ted Lasso. So there is this really is small Caroline too. Roy? No, Harry, Harriet, Harriet. Um, okay. No, no. That's the actress's name. I forget what her name is on, um, on Ted Lasso. I don't think it's the same right. name. But it's the same act, and I didn't even realize. She's so good. I, just, you know, bad mom in both places, different kind of bad mom. So, and um, you know, the last thing is, I mean, with your contention that uh, the season lulled after Logan died. There were some episodes that I was bored. I have to say, and Succession is a 
is aspiring to be an A plus show, and it is. It just it is one of the shows. It definitely is. It's in the pantheon for sure. There's too many, too much low for me. It didn't quite. Okay, well, there was only one episode where I'm going to give you that low. As you know, we disagreed on this. You were, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, but I hear you. I and hear you. it was all a setup, though. Remember, I kept saying they're setting something up, and what it was was the spine of the whole thing was that marriage. Yeah, all the way back to the first season. Yeah, because the only characters it. we see outside of the fucking boardroom, which is a problem right. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's Shakespearean. It is very Shakespearean. I'm going to also say this isn't even the best show that Brian Cox was a cast member on. No, we're going to have a fight here on our show. What are you talking about? He's in Deadwood season three, man. Deadwood? No. Succession far outrights no. dead. Okay, this is our fight. We're fighting now. <laughs> I'm mostly saying that to see if I can get a rise out of you, but I, I haven't thought this through. But no, I, Deadwood. Deadwood is also Deadwood is in the Pantheon. It is. Sorry. It is. All right. It absolutely is. It's Shakespearean. And you there's more. Westworld in there too? No, that's terrible. Okay. No, no. There's It's a very small number of shows that that, that are in the, uh, this kind of show that we're, we're talking about. Yeah. It's The Wire. It's The Sopranos. It's Breaking Bad. It's Succession. It's Mad Men. It's Deadwood. It's What Am I Forgetting? Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> That's a different kind of show. <laughs> you know, then so you have to put the Simpsons in there and, you know, then. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Well, speaking of that, there's a whole bunch of hot, incredible Italian food downstairs for me. Really? No one watching this had any idea. I'm going to go. That was a nice <laughs> surprise. I'm totally shocked. I really am. So what a lovely surprise. Um, it, look. It's it's uh, next week is going to be I'm going to be even just as chaotic, but um, uh, maybe a little maybe we'll go into a different area of the house and show that. Um, and I don't know. I don't have anything else. I don't have anything else for this week other than everybody should just take care of each other. We, I don't have a quote. Do we have a quote from Succession that we were ready? We were going to end our show with a quote and then we're, we're not going to end a quote that. from Succession. OK, we're going to end it with a quote from Ted Lasso. All right, let me hear it. Be a goldfish. Okay, have a good week, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you next time. She has no idea what that means. Be I a goldfish. Know. Bye. Bye. The 5-8 is hosted by me, Greg Oliar, and LB, Stephanie Koff. Animation is by Chunk, at Chunkled. The music is My Spy by Howie King, the sum of all music. Please like, share, and subscribe here and on YouTube. To become a 5-8 member and support our show, go to the58.com. That's the F-I-V-E number 8.com. Join the party this weekend. We're your Friday night hang.